Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sans Pants Radio, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Reading books is hard. Get someone to read them to you. Head to audibletrial.com forward slash Sans Radio and get your free audiobook. And if... You decide that reading's not that bad, you can just cancel it later. Hey guys, have you ever wondered which Sandspans radio member is the most handsome? It's me. It's me. No, it's, it's, it's pretty it's, sure somebody it's... Somebody said uh, I came second and I'm happy with that. I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure I'm the winner. It's, it's, okay. I'm most handsome. If you want to believe Zoe's lies, just keep listening. But if you want to listen to the truth, here I am telling you that we're doing a live show in the Eureka Hotel, 10th of December. Be there or be a square or rectangle-like shape. Tickets are $5, and if you want, you can go to our website and find the links to buy them online. There are also the links will be in the show notes for this episode. I pointed even though. <laughs> the fuck? This ain't YouTube. So, uh, so if you want to see more of this live, where we just keep interrupting mainly Zoe, mainly so she doesn't finish her story. Me. Come see me. Come see us. Starts at 630, we're interrupting Zoe at 7. It's <laughs> at the Eureka Hotel in Richmond. I can't remember if we said that or not. I was not listening. I was going to, but someone interrupted me. Zoe, shush. We'll see you there. Rude. Except you, Zoe. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding, Zoe be there. Damn right I will. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shut Up a Second. I'm Jackson Bailey. I'm Joel Dusha. And I am Dave Warnke. And today's topic is birds. <laughs> should, we, should we all try and do a... Yeah, do a, a bird noise. Cuckoo! There you go. That's a good one. I've been working on that all day. <laughs> that was a good bird. <laughs> I'm embarrassed now because I don't think I can... Pigeon <laughs> 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 <Bitchin> noises! Yeah. <laughs> Yours is like a gentle pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like both of ours were like these quite violent, angry yeah, birds. Yours I'm was like, just like, I'm just getting drained. I'm telling you to fuck off, and you're like, hey guys, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm just, I'm just after here getting some bread bits. I don't even know what bird I. There's no bird that sounds like that. I think I did a dolphin accidentally. Uh. If you could transform into any bird at will, what would you choose? I choose flamingo. I win. Oh, uh, hold on. But then you don't get the joy of flight. Can flamingos fly? No. Can I, they? I don't know. No, no. I, is... I'm sure they can't. <laughs> a flamingo's too long to fly. Like, they're one of the larger, you know, the bigger the, a bird gets, the harder it is to fly. Yeah, it's surely, physics, people. Surely a flamingo can't, because it's... Because a flamingo, it's long, yeah? But it's, it's mostly neck and legs, right? <laughs> like, it can't... How the... Do flamingos fly? Birds this is stressing me. Like, birds and flight confuse me so much, because I was always just like, penguins can't fly. Yep. And whatever other bird we remember for not flying can't e- fly. E- emus? Emu, uh, emus. Emus and ostriches. Ostrich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then uh, people like flamingos. I don't know. Like, <laughs> do they fly? I, no one ever taught me this. If a flamingo flies, what's the good of having such long legs? That seems like you've got two evolutionary, you know, like winds there. That guess, are just do, the one. Do they walk in swamps? Yeah, oh. they got to walk real tall and then they eat those shrimp, crabs. Shrimps, shrimp, right? That's why they're pink. <laughs> what? Yeah. Huh, Flamingos are naturally pink. They eat the shrimp and then they get pink because it and then goes into their feathers. I went shit. to a, a museum once and the it was a really... A, it's a museum, my goodness. Zoo. <laughs> In a while, give it time, it'll be a well, museum. it was Adelaide. That's not how That place is like a museum from the 80s. Boom. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, and there was a flamingo. Our four yeah. Adelaide fans are very unhappy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck hey, you, Adelaide I love fans. Adelaide, no, I love you, please. I love Adelaide. The 24-hour Hungry Jacks is pretty good. Anyway, <laughs> that's all they have. And... Um, um, Ten nuggets for three dollars now. By the way, Hungry Jacks. That's good. <laughs> it is. It is actually good. It's like good twenty-four deal. nuggets for ten at like, McDonald's. No, they stopped doing that because people get buying <laughs> no, twenty-four. No, no, because someone died. 
<laughs> That's amazing. No, I saw this flamingo and uh, it was like over a hundred years old and it was no longer pink and its feathers were, it was going white. Oh, man. And it, it just looked like it needed to be put down. <laughs> it was terrifying. <laughs> An old flamingo is really hard to picture because a flamingo, I feel like it's quite a youthful bird. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you Proud. Know, yeah, exactly. Proud and pink. I was wondering if you fed a flamingo like different colored food, if it would like go a different color. Oh, like if you gave it pumpkin soup. Yeah, but if you got exclusively, it'd be an orange. Exclusively, fat. I feel like would it? Here's the question: Would it die first or go orange? <laughs> also, is that a crime? If I legally own the flamingo, I think I'm probably in the clear. Yeah, that's cool. If as long as you're buying quality soup, <laughs> yeah, it's going to take you down. Neglect, yeah. I think, is a crime. Yeah, it's not neglect. I'm feeding it. Just the but, wrong thing. But you're, you've actively said you know what flamingos eat and you're doing it solid. I know to what diet. flamingos eat normally. But I don't think there's any wording in Australian law that says <laughs> flamingos must be exclusively fed shrimp. <laughs> exactly. If I decide to feed one pumpkin soup exclusively to get an orange flamingo, but now you've stated that's my intent. prerogative. You've stated intent. This podcast can be used against you. <laughs> no. I don't want to go to jail for making a flamingo orange. <laughs> no, for making a flamingo die. <laughs> Is your problem? <laughs> no, but how good would it be to become a flamingo at will and just because like how scary? No, you know what? You know what? I'm changing the, the the hypothetical. You don't get to decide; it just happens randomly. What you just become a flamingo? Oh, any bird. Like I've chosen flamingo. You could choose eagle or hawk or pelican. But just like I'm in the line at the bank, and then I'm like out of there. I'm just gone. I got to take to the sky or not? Because sparrow. <laughs> it's little, and if I just turned into it, people would probably just assume to disappear and not that I'm some kind of freak. <laughs> You're going to get it. Yeah, by a like cat. A, I think a sparrow in the bank is much easier to get away with than a flamingo. <laughs> hey, guys, there's a sparrow in the bank. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, there's a flamingo <laughs> in the bank. <laughs> Call animal, yeah. like, protective. So I'm going to end up in a zoo. <laughs> I'll just change back in an enclosure, and they'll be like, what's that guy doing in there? I'm like, sorry, I was briefly a flamingo <laughs> for like a week. <laughs> How's it yeah, great if I change, like, like they tranquilize me, they put me in like a cardboard, uh, not a card, cardboard, like a wooden box. I'm in the back of the the thing, getting shipped to the zoo, and I just change back into a man in the like in transit. Let me out! <laughs> I feel like that this for some reason you're a bird when you're awake, but every time you're asleep, you turn into a man. Whoa! That, that, that would be the worst. Yeah, that would be so bad. But you have man dreams, and then you wake up and you're a bird. <laughs> Oh my god! Imagine being a bingo and being like, "What's a bus?" Last night I dreamt I was on the bus. I wish I know the concept of fingers, well, but I don't know what the reality yeah. is. Back to pumpkin soup. <laughs> Here I am drinking slip, this pumpkin slip, slip. soup. Why do I feel so sick? <laughs> Why am I drinking this? I like. Are you a sentient bird when you come back from your man dreams? <laughs> Or are you just like a basic? Because the idea of a flamingo with like the memory of being a, like a human being is like that's some Kafka <laughs> shit right there. Like, would you? I guess there's no like um fucking. I was I was gonna say like how is that flamingo gonna act human because it remembers being human? But who knows? No, it's not gonna remember being human. It's just gonna have man dreams. I guess that's like if we had bird dreams. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you'll act like a bird. When well, you're awake. Some, you probably had that dream where you can fly. Yeah. And then you yeah. wake up and life is really disappointing because you can't fly. Exactly. Like, I've bang. never had that dream that I can fly, but I've always had that dream of like I'm falling off something and like jump and then I hurt my knees because I overextend my legs because I'm asleep <laughs> and not needing Man, to jump. Man, what you got to do is when you start falling off something, is you got to stop flying. Yeah, exactly. Just that's swoop how you up. Solve that. so you're going to hit the ground, whoop, take a little turn into the sky. Feels good. <laughs> you just have to believe I think I do In your dream But I feel like that my body will turn against me though If I try and do that And be like Time for a leg cramp I guess I like to imagine you doing that And just like waking up And falling out of bed <laughs> <laughs> Waking up and I am flying being like, <laughs> I did something wrong The scariest part about that Is that the moment you landed you, And like if you couldn't fly again You'd be like What did I do? What did I do to make it work That one time? Really believed I feel like if I was flying, if I woke up flying, I'd just try and never land. Like, I wouldn't want to land. I'd be scared to go up higher in case it just wore off. Oh, yeah, that is definitely a fear of mine. If you're suddenly, like, you don't know, what if you bloody fly too close to the sun? (laughs) Your wax starts melting. (laughs) And then you careen into the ground. ground. Your dad's mad. He's like, hey, I said don't fly into the sun. That was my one rule. Um... I, what was I going to say? I'm always scared. Like, if, Not always. This is something always that worries me constantly. <laughs> but like, if I did get the power of flight, how high can I go up before I freeze to death? Like Iron Man in Iron Man 1, where that happens to him. Like, what's, the, what's the maximum level? Also, air. Like, air gets thinner. 
Well, you I just fly up and then like pass out. And fall <laughs> yeah, because it's really like when you're on a plane and you know you're you're like twelve hours into a long haul flight and you're just staring at that little plane moving across the screen yeah. and yeah. it says outside temperature, like you need to know, <laughs> and it says minus forty four degrees. Yeah, like it's can cold. any bird? Li- <laughs> Maybe a penguin, but then it can't fly. <laughs> How Penguin's cruel. not up there. No, but that's a good part. Like, do birds know? Like, if you're like a seagull, you, is like any seagull ever like, I can get higher. Okay. Let's see how high I as a yeah, seagull like, can get. I think similar to how like if we're in the ocean and yeah. like we're like, we need to breathe now. Mm. Or like we're like, oh, no, we need to come up for an hour or whatever. Birds, I guess, and humans, if we could fly, would probably start noticing air getting worse. Oh, yeah. And then would be like, this is too high. Yeah, but then there's always those f- weird humans that decide that they want to be able to dive really mm. deep. Like I um, Push yourself, I bought yeah. a new watch last month. Nothing flashed, just a just a green watch. Mm-hmm. And then the, the lady in the shop said, oh, this one's waterproof to 30 meters. <laughs> and I said, when am I going to need that? And she said, you'd be surprised. Like, is that a threat? <laughs> what, are you going to take me? Let me I will give you concrete shoes. I'll drop you in a river. <laughs> and then when I was like, hey, look, I never... Be honest, go below two meters. <laughs> she said, "Well, these ones and points to a set of like sports watches go to three hundred meters. So if people want that, I reckon there's birds out there that want watches that go <laughs> get the, with the air thirty thousand feet high. What that like? What kind of person is buying a because three hundred meters under? I feel like the pressure's too much, and you got to wear a suit. Yeah, so you can't even look at your watch in the first place. What's the good of having that unless you put it on a shark? And then I, I get it." <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. And I understand. And also the idea of scientists pulling up a shark with a watch. And just hitting, like, because like, it's a sports watch, it'll have that light button on it. And yeah. You just press it and you're like, oh, that's the time. Good. <laughs> just lights up. Ooh, a timer for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> or when they, you know those watches that are like bigger than your like your like the palm of your hand and yeah. then there's like seven different clock faces inside it? <laughs> yeah. You're like, what does that mean? It's like, oh, this one times to make sure that that timer isn't not timing. <laughs> you're like, what, what is the point of this watch? <laughs> Um, what do you reckon would be like, say you just can randomly become a sparrow, like it just happens. Yep. Day to day. No, no, when I'm awake. No, just just randomly. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Let's say it happens for five minutes every day, but at a different time every day. Yep. When, when is the worst like moment in your life for that to happen? Taking a shit. Oh, exactly. My my thought (laughs) as well. (laughs) Into the bowl. Then you've got wet wings and your own shit on your sparrow wings. (laughs) You're standing a little, little man poop and you got to fly out there and I don't know if birds can fly with wet wings. And then when you turn back into a man, you're in the... Toilet bowl, like nothing about that's going to work out for you. That is, I think the worst time for me in my daily routine uh, to become a sparrow is when I'm thirty meters underwater, <laughs> and then I Looking suddenly turn watch. and I look at my watch, and suddenly I'm a sparrow, and sparrows can't swim. <laughs> just, that's terrifying. It's just like seeing a little sparrow just float to the surface and be like, Bleep, and then turn into a man. And then he turned into a man. <laughs> And they, what? They pull you out of the water and you're like, hi, I'm Jason Bourne. <laughs> when I was imagining you turning into a sparrow, like the watch on your wrist just like was around your sparrow belly <laughs> for some reason. Like, whoop, the watch stays the same. Like the biggest tracking device of yeah, all time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of the worst time to become a flamingo because probably not the bank. Like realistically, I become a flamingo at the bank. I can just run out there. People probably just, just think it's like it. <laughs> Like a, a novelty that yeah, like, the, the banks tried to make a less a less depressing environment, yeah. which is frankly impossible. Yeah, exactly. I, adding a flamingo to any bank doesn't make the bank better. It's like, hey guys, we're fun. He's like, no, well, no, that's a dangerous wild animal. Actually, I don't know if flamingos would attack, but they got that weird like machete beak that I feel like would hurt if they smacked you with it. You know, like a flamingo beak. No, apparently. Wait, what do you think? Yeah, of flamingo? yeah, they've got the hook, hook. Yeah, a little hook beat. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. No, no, I'm back on board. Because <laughs> yeah. mach- Machetes kind of like don't a machete. have a hook. It does. It looks heaps like a machete. Uh, a machete is just a straight knife, no, but like long like a whole business. <laughs> nah. Look up a machete. Okay. I will challenge you. I bet you a, I bet you a Coke. While you're there, look up if flamingos can fly, because I'm starting <laughs> to doubt that, and I'm feeling like oh, yeah. a bit of a fool. Uh, while, we're checking, while we're doing flamingo fact check, let's just, yeah, let's just get everything out of the way. Let's play a game called When I Googled Machete, Did It Come Up With <laughs> <laughs> Machete? The Weapon or Machete... The Danny Trejo film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer may surprise you. Yeah, the flamingo's beak looks like... Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah. It shapes like... Like a 60-year-old man. A 60-year-old man. This is the first photo that came up. 
uh, listeners. Wow. It's Danny Treasure <laughs> with about eight thousand machetes. <laughs> <laughs> See, look at that machete. That's a oh, the curb. Th- no, that's not from machete. That's from that old El Paso ad that he's on. <laughs> <laughs> Why not have both? And he's like, yeah, here's eight machetes. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean like that curve that the blade had? I thought you meant like the blade because you know there's those swords that have like the k- k- curl at you the mean end. Like a scimitar? Yeah, I thought that's like, you were talking no, hot no. shit at me. Take <laughs> machetes, mate. Um, can flamingos fly? Right, flamingo, flamingo let's, watch. Yeah, let's let's jump out. This of is the, watch. this is a segment where I just spend time on my phone. It's good. <laughs> just checking. I'm really nervous that we're gonna look like absolute idiots. <laughs> Lucky people- it's audio. <laughs> <laughs> if people call, if people message in, like you got flamingo facts wrong, well, we'll just have to take the brunt of that. Can flamingos fly? I I am gonna put my money on they can. I'm just- gonna say I'm sticking by. No, just to challenge you. <laughs> I just get this feeling like I've seen flocks of flamingos in flight. <laughs> Jesus. What? Whoa. A flamingo flies with its head and its neck stretched out in front and its leg trailing behind. Flight speed of a flock of flamingos can reach 50 to 60 kilometers Jesus. per hour. But is that really flying? <laughs> is it? Or is it falling with style? It seems more like those flamingos have just got like fired out of a... Because like, if they've got their beak <laughs> out and their legs out, that's like an arrow almost. Can flamingos fly or do they just get shot out of cannons? Is now my next <laughs> That's the next move. question. <laughs> I, I imagine um flamingos like I'm thinking of flamingos and I'm imagining them being used for like croquet in Alice in Alice in Wonderland. I feel like it's a a utility bird of flamingo in many ways. Well, it, has, it has many uses. Yeah, like okay, croquet, for example. What else? <laughs> uh, well, if you got a big bow and arrow and made the birds straight, hey flying flamingos. Fuck man, look at them go. They look way too big now, to be flying. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> that video was fake. Smoke and mirrors. There was no NASA, way. NASA faked the flamingos flying. Um, to throw us off the scent. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick famously directed <laughs> flamingos flying, that nine-second YouTube video I just found. Exactly. Uh, you find hints in The Shining. When Danny is wearing pink, flamingos. Flamingos, there you go. It's all there. The guilt. The guilt. Keep digging. You're nearly there. <laughs> Um, no, but I think the worst time to become a flamingo, yeah, not the bank. Maybe... On an aeroplane. Yeah, what do they do? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what? <laughs> what do they do when people become flamingos? <laughs> I'd love to be the one that uh, has to call the air hostess over. I'm sorry, but three rows ahead. Uh, I know they're in first class. And we, they can do whatever they like, but that man just became a flamingo. <laughs> Are we going to do anything about that? <laughs> I like to imagine like, the air hostess just like... Pokes her head out, looks at you, it just closes the first close <laughs> the blind, and it's fine. <laughs> Imagine just being next to the person who becomes a flamingo. Like you're just sitting there reading your book, and I'm just like, oh, that's pretty. <laughs> I bet I'm the kind of person that in public doesn't like to make a scene. So if that happened, I'd probably be like, keep it to yourself, Dave. It's only eight more hours to New York. Come on. Just put your headphones in, watch an episode of Two and a Half Men. Don't worry about the flamingo. It's <laughs> <laughs> just freaking. <laughs> Knocking down fucking luggage, smacking people. Asking for a kosher meal. <laughs> a flamingo just slamming its head into your like in flight meal. Eating up like your potato and shit and you're, you're like, like, it's not even shrimp. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna like it. Like over the fl- excuse me, excuse me, sir. Help! Did they put it down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, how? With you're a only a flamingo you- on a plane. Air Marshal? <laughs> the Air Marshal comes up. <laughs> and just puts a gun next to a flamingo's head and just shoots it. Just blows its brains out all over your like a dry fish meal. <laughs> he's been like, he's been on hundreds of flights over 20 years, never even got to pull his gun out. And he's like, now's my time. <laughs> um, something interesting about planes and death that I found out recently is that if somebody dies on a plane, like on a flight, um, it's like a rule that you're actually not, you can't tell anyone. You have to act like they're alive until you land. So you have to go up to them. You have to give them a meal, take the meal away. You got to wrap them in a blanket, chuck like eye things on. Cause the moment you're like, Oh, there's a dead person on the plane. Everyone freaks out. Cause where, where can you put him? But what about the person that's, I'm imagining that you've got the window seat and they're in between you <laughs> and the toilet. <laughs> and you've got to keep getting up. And be like, Excuse me, man. This guy is really rude. Yeah. He Excuse has not me, acknowledged sir. me once. <laughs> like, like a <laughs> You're just like shifting his whole body when you're squeezed past him. You're like, something is off. Sorry, are you going to drink that second <laughs> milk? Can I have that? <laughs> can I just take it off your, Can't you'd figure it out. Shall I leave you in that row of three and they were in the middle. The moment like six meals got brought to them and they didn't touch one, you'd be like, something's up. I just like heavy sleeper, I guess. He's done this before. Because <laughs> sometimes when you're on the plane, you just see those people who just sit. 
You ever see them? Yeah. Like they just sit and stare ahead, and you're like, oh, they just look. Yeah, you're like, what? How could you? How can this be a comfortable flight for you? I've only been on two international flights to America and back. Mm-hmm. And how Fuck. many people died on that flight? <laughs> um, how many people became flamingos on that flight? Uh four. <laughs> it was a long flight, so most of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> surprising. I thought at first I was like, whoa, but then like halfway through the flight, I was like, oh, I guess this is just international flights. <laughs> I'd heard they were different, but. I didn't think they were flamingo. Um, but yeah, like the idea of just sitting still is the worst. Mm. I kind of I struggled to sit through like one movie on a plane. I don't even know why. It just I knew that I couldn't leave. Mm. Mm. It's something that somehow makes mm. it. It's the detention of flying international flights because you're like, it's not going to end for ages. I just got to sit here and be patient. It's like watch a movie. Mm. I like movies, but not when I'm being forced to watch them. Exactly, and you can't sleep. Oh. Speaking of like suddenly turning into things, this is not re- relevant to birds, but it's something I've just always wanted to bring up on a shut up a second. But I've never, we've never had the appropriate topic for it. Isn't this the worst version of hell? Okay. Okay. Once a day for ten minutes, every single person but you becomes an angry mandrel <laughs> and just tries to kill you, but you never know when it's going to come. And you're just always on edge. Wait, and when they, when the mandrels finally get you and tear you to shreds, suddenly you're just sitting back where you started before the ten minutes began. Oh mm. right, so and they don't remember. No, nobody remembers. Everybody acts oh, so like they you, didn't become mandrels. So you're able to kill them because you, you could kill them. And you fight could back kill because you're not like, oh, it's mum. I probably shouldn't kill her. No, it's like you're sitting at a family dinner. You cut into the snake, steak, the snake. It's hell. So you're eating hell. snake. You cut into the snake. <laughs> snake and you're veggies. Like, this is delicious snake. You look up. All of your family are like, rah, rah, rah. you're like, ah, oh, run out of the house, run, get, get in a car, drive, try and get away. Every single person on the street is a mandrel chasing you. They finally corner you in an alley, tear out your guts. <gasps> you're at the table again with your family, and they're like, yeah, it's a good snake. And it's then good snake. That's when that uh, watch with ten timers comes in. Can you just hit time? <laughs> ten minutes. Here we go. I it happened. Listen. I can do this. Beep, beep. I can you come back. <laughs> I just think the like terror of every like I'm sitting here right now. But like at any second, you two could become violent, angry mandrels, and I'd have to run. It'd be pretty difficult to trust people. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have real big trust issues. (laughs) They could suddenly become an angry mandrel. It's it's your wedding day. (laughs) About to kiss the bride, and then you lift up the veil and... (laughs) Mandrel attack! You're like, oh, Jesus Christ, it happened today. This is where it was today. On your wedding day, when you woke up that morning, you'd be like, please let it just be... Like, a not a terrible time, please. Like, I hope it happens in the next 10 minutes, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's, and I can just stay in my room. I hope it's not, like, an important moment. Because you'd never want it to be... <laughs> be so good if it, you were on edge all day long, and then um, you actually see just a mandrel in your everyday life, so you just start punching stuff, and it turns out to not be the 10 minutes, so you've just punched your mum or dad in the face. <laughs> I'm so sorry, oh I, thought, I thought you were mandrels. <laughs> I, I just... You know the whole mandrel thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I thought I'm so, I'm so embarrassed. The whole mandrel thing. They just say, yeah, like it's a thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, we know. Suddenly, sometimes we become mandrels. What if sometimes you became mandrels for them? Anyway, that's just <laughs> that's another. That's a story for another day. <laughs> this is a fear I have. Bird history. What happened to falconers? That was a sick job. Oh, fel- I just love the word falconry. Oh, I know falconry. Ooh. Like what a like what a regal position in a king's castle to be the falconer. You know what an what, easy job. What what? <laughs> now that almost choked on air. I think the the only job for falconers now is um, being that guy that does the demonstrations at Hillsville Sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> puts yeah. his arm out. That guy that does to school groups like the Australian Zoo. That's like uh, this is an owl. It just flies <laughs> onto his arm. Yeah, he's like yeah. Like, you can't touch it, but pretty yeah, cool. <laughs> I remember reading cool. somewhere about like, um, and maybe somebody told me, I forget, but like they had this super rare eagle at the Hills of a Sanctuary like ages ago, <laughs> and they were like, "We're gonna, we've trained him so that we can let him fly off, and he just comes around and lands back on our arm." <laughs> oh, no. And they're like, and there he goes, and he just flew away, <laughs> and they're all just like, "Ah, oh, shit!" They were just like clapping their hands. Yeah. He'll be back any second. <laughs> He's just imagine being in the audience, being like, "Whoa!" <laughs> oh, I just remembered. My friend, when I was um, in high school, he had pet birds like he had um, this little, uh, just like a like a cockatiel, yeah, one yeah. of those sort of mid medium sized birds that you keep in a cage. And one day it got out, and then it sort of flew into a tree. And um, he was like, oh, I've got to go call my mum. And while he's on the phone to his mum to say, the bird's gotten out, how do I get it back? He sees an eagle fly past <laughs> with the pet bird in its claw. 
and it was just gone. <laughs> oh man! The funny thing is, I have an exactly the, the same really? story. I think I've told it an episode before, but I'll just give you a real brief rundown because it's so good. My friend <clears throat> had a pet bird. It was quite small. Its name was Jeff because they pronounced both F's and they thought that was funny. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't good. matter. Jeff with a J or a G? Ah, mm. oh, with a J. Very good. Otherwise, it's a Geoffafer. <laughs> I was like, God, I hope it's a Geoffafer. Yeah. No, it was, a, it was the J. For that exact reason. Yeah, cool. I remember them explaining that. Anyway, uh, his mom was like, you don't look after this bird. Just let it go. Like, let it have a nice time. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? At first, he was like, you know what? No. Like, it's my bird. I love it. And then after like a couple more weeks, he's like, no, nah, you're right. I don't pay any attention to it. So he went outside with his dad, took the cage, he opened it, the bird was like hesitant to get out at first, like looking around, and then it flew off, and it started flowing up, flying up, and then this eagle just flew out out of nowhere, <laughs> grabbed it out of the sky. <laughs> so and like cool. dad's so like cool. him and his dad were just standing there looking up. And like he his face is just like his jaw dropped, and his dad was just like, mm. I guess Jeff was Jeff fucked. <laughs> And then you just went inside. <laughs> That's amazing. And then my friend was just like, so the dad walked inside straight after that, like not even like he'd seen anything remarkable. Made that quip, <laughs> walked up. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Cracked a beer. (laughs) (laughs) My friend was just standing there just like looking up at the sky being like, the fuck did I just see? The circle of life. Ladies oh, and gentlemen, that's what that is. Nature is cruel. <laughs> Comedy oh, gold. That's spectacular. Hearing that at school was just incredible. Like he was telling me, and I was just like, "This no way is that true." Oh man, I wish he wish show and tell was still around for him to say. <laughs> and on the weekend, Jeffifer <laughs> yeah. was Jeffifer, <laughs> and it's such a good use of swearing. The teacher would probably be like, "I'll allow it." Gold yeah. star. This one you get. It's an A plus. <laughs> Buy your dad a beer. That was a great line. <laughs> um, I remember when I lived in the Northern Territory For a while we looked after this cockatoo mm-hmm. um, or Actually it was a galah I think his name was Neil <laughs> But he was the biggest Fucking piece of shit Galah in the history of me <laughs> Fuck Neil. this fucking cock galah um, Cock galah Yeah whatever He would like He was like like a belligerent old man. Like, I don't think he flew much. He just kind of like walk around the floor doing that fucking stupid galah walk. And like, rah, rah, and then he'd like take a big shit on the ground, attack the dog. Turn around, and we were looking after him from memory for some friends of ours who lived there at the time who'd had him previously and were like, we're going away. He's your problem. I think we just 
like let him go. Like we were meant to give him back, but we were like, no. And then because we live in like a tiny little town, he just stuck around the town. Like you'd just be walking around, you just hear Neil on the fucking power lines, being like, <laughs> you'd be like, fuck you, Neil. Shut up, Neil. <laughs> Shut up, Neil. He was the worst cockatoo in the... Ah, oh, fuck. I hated that guy. Just go back to the Hillsville Century thing. Do you reckon that guy's still standing there with his arm out waiting for that <laughs> rare eagle to come back? I think sometimes he just goes like out like after they've closed the park and he just stands in that little arena with his arm out. Just hopes. I always love that um, the fucking buzzard at the Hillsville Sanctuary who they're like, here, check this out. And they put down a big like ostrich egg. Well, emu egg, probably. Ostrich mm. egg's a bit expensive. Then they give the buzzard a rock and the buzzard just picks it up in his mouth and is like, on the egg and... Cracks it open, eats the goo. That's the best. That is good. That's just, I don't know, this is a good bird. <laughs> is that healthy for him to eat a whole emu egg every day? <laughs> it's like a lot of egg for a bird. I don't know. Is that, it's, it's, it's actually it's weird to imagine birds eating eggs. That feels wrong, doesn't like it? Like cannibalism? Well, see, the complicated thing with bird cannibals is that there's a lot of different kinds of birds. Like if you fed like a... Yeah, does that, is that cannibalism? If I fed an emu, uh, say, toucan... Is that like cannibalism? Is that a crime? Do emus eat meat? I, th- I feel like they would. They seem like the kind, the My type. F- yeah, they like, they, they like attack people in parks for sandwiches and stuff. They're crazy. <laughs> I, I, I straight up don't give a fuck. I did. Um, I worked for like a research company briefly, and we got sent to do like a parks thing where just to go to parks and like take surveys. To, uh, like, nat- uh, what are they called? Naplan? I don't know. Uh, na- national parks. We got sent to national parks just to make sure that like people were going there, like that enjoyable time and like what they were coming for. It was nice. always hikes. So were you just sort of a survey guy? Yeah, survey guy. So they'd be in the middle of nowhere, thinking that they're fifteen <laughs> kilometers from the nearest person. You just come out of the bushes with a clipboard and be like, "Hi, you guys having a good time?" <laughs> up! That's literally what was happening. <laughs> Punch you in the face. I was about to propose. <laughs> that was exactly what it was like. Oh, um, but. <clears throat> I so we did like parks around Melbourne and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden I got sent to like one that was like a four-hour drive, and they were like, "Look, we're gonna give you accommodation." So I was like, "Sweet, I'm getting paid a lot of money for this." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Went there, and it was a park where they're just like emus and kangaroos just wandering around. <laughs> so many times, emus just like I'd be doing a survey, would just come up and like cut in almost. <laughs> Fuck that, emus make. It's kind of like pressuring the person. I heard you don't really like our park. <laughs> also, emus, um, they actually told us, because like, we had to meet up with a park ranger and everything before the thing, and they're like, just put your arm above your head, and they'll think you're a bigger emu and we'll no. leave you alone. Surely. <laughs> it sort of works. It's strange, though, because you like when an emu comes up to you, if you do that, I was worried that they'd be like, oh, that's like a, like a like aggressive a, yeah, sign. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, I'm going to have to punch on with an emu. I didn't, but it was good. Um, yeah, because I would... Yeah, the person I was with was just super scared the whole time. It was great. It was a good time. I, I like I like emu cutting in like that, and then you doing the, like it's just, like for the emu <laughs> being like, oh, some cunts uh, talking shit about the park, and then he like cuts in like between. He's like, you talking shit, and then you just put up your arm. He's like, oh, it's a big guy. Gonna get out of there. <laughs> Did he have instructions on if a kangaroo approaches just to start hopping on the spot? <laughs> yeah. uh, the make ca- little ears. Yeah. The kangaroos were like, because. We despite what you imagine me jumping like sliding out of the bushes and be like, Hi, how's your walk? Are you enjoying your day today? We were sort of like a scale of one to five. Yeah. Uh, do you have like a spare ten minutes? Um no, we were in like the kind of like the car park sort of area, so like oh, where okay. all the trails start and end. <laughs> That's how we got you. How was your walk? You look sweaty. Tell me about it. Um, how sweaty? Scale up on the time. <laughs> it's like a like an, a rescue crew and an ambulance loading someone in that got lost for a week and you're still trying to be like, just a sec, guys. Uh, before you put them away, did you enjoy your time in the Great Dividing Range? <laughs> I know you nearly starved to death and had to cut off one arm because it got caught under a rock, but other than that. But the other arm's pretty good, right? <laughs> Stronger now. Um, yeah, the kangaroos would stay like, well, they were a bit further off, but emus would literally just like, Fucking walk what around, up, did not man? get <laughs> Hey guys, what's going on over here? You fucking know that's an emu voice. They're like, hey, how you doing? All right. I heard you're uh, fucking talking shit about <laughs> my park. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, the emu's uh, scary cousin, the cassowary? Oh, Have you seen one of those fucking cassowaries? I haven't seen so them in real blue, like, blue face, that crazy thing <laughs> hanging off its neck. And like, and you just know it's just going. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it's got those. Um, like raptor pronged, claws? Yeah, yeah, raptor claws, and it like can, apparently can jump and kick you. Oh, it's it's like they were like, you know what, birds for the most part not dangerous. Let's get all the danger that birds could have 
Put it in one grid. Let's get out of the way. <laughs> Just put it all here. Yeah. Well, Chuck it in Australia. Don't yeah. have to worry about it. Lock it in the Daintree rainforest. No one will want to go there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember being at like um, Hillsville, I think last Christmas. And like I was just walking around, <laughs> yeah, the guy just standing, <laughs> yeah, tear rolls down his eye. But like there was a, like a cassowary enclosure, and every time you'd walk past the cassowary, would just like run towards you and be like, <laughs> like, like, oh Jesus Christ! It was like, yeah, fuck you. And then just be like, fucked. anyway, anyway, just move back in. It was a violent little guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Aussie animals, all running. <laughs> Dumb. All of them. Emus are the in real life. They just look so, like having one so close. Just like emus look filthy. They look filthy, but also I just they've got little heads, and that makes me happy. Like I kind of just want to pat one on the head. <laughs> I know it would end very poorly, and I restrained myself, but it's just so satisfying. Don't emus, much like geese, have very chokeable necks? <laughs> oh, like, you can like, ring that. Yeah, right. Like you're like oh, in that's... several places. <laughs> you're going like, up ring. the neck. <laughs> And down the neck. And <laughs> you're just going up the neck and popping the head off like toothpaste. <laughs> you're like, oh no. But also I feel like they're kind of the an- animal that's made to ride because you can just grab onto that neck yeah, so easily right. to sort of bounce along. Like horse neck you kind of have to hug with both arms. Horse has got a big thick neck. Yeah, it's, it's the it's struggle. But, but the emu or like a, an ostrich neck, you're just grabbing it with two hands and I'm, I'm bouncing in my chair. Here. It's fun. It's really fun. Try it at home. And the thing about like... um. Like an ostrich as well. Like a horse neck. I feel like the horse is going to be like, get the fuck off. But like, uh, it's so much neck with an emu that he might not even notice. I feel like down the bottom. It's, yeah. Donkey could, Kong Country had it right. Like, yeah, Donkey Kong Country did have it right. People ride riding bloody emus. emus in that game. And a rhino. <laughs> the, the, like, you bouncing up and down in your seat, Dave, is exactly what Donkey Kong looks like when he rides the <laughs> emu in Donkey Kong Maybe Country. Maybe that's where I've got, I've got, I've got it from. <laughs> Woo! Ah, <laughs> oh, Donkey Kong. Him and his tie. Have you got any facts for us, Dave? Or a real fact? Uh, I was looking up my... Fa- if I had to become a bird, it would definitely be a bird that you've just mentioned briefly, and that's the toucan. Oh, what a champ that is. But not just is. any a toucan. Whoa. But the legend that is Toucan Sam. Oh, oh yes! The greatest... Uh, actually, do you think it's the, he's the greatest cereal mascot? Oh. I like the Cocoa Pops monkey, but he doesn't have a name. So You want to know something weird about the Cocoa Pops monkey? All right, so I've been to America, Britain, and Australia in my life, okay? Cocoa those Pops exist in all of those places. Mm-hmm. In Australia, he's a chimp. In Britain, I think he's a gorilla. And in America, he's an orangutan. What? what the fuck is going on? So Cocoa Pops Monkey is the best because he's a shapeshifter. <laughs> and in, or three monkeys with think, the one title. I think in Africa he's like a, a koala or something yeah, that's yeah. actually <laughs> exotic to them. Yeah, exactly. Because they're like, we, we have monkeys. This yeah, is like, not interesting. Mm, that's pretty dull. A slow loris. <laughs> that's what they <laughs> have. With a little... But no, I think Toucan, Toucan Sam's the only one with a job, as far as I know. He's he's a great guy and um, he's got a he's been around since the 60s. So he's pretty old. But I think... Toucans and those kind of tropical birds can live for a long time. Yeah, like they're the kind of thing hundred plus years. Whoa, hundred year old toucan. Do you reckon their colourful beak dulls with age? I reckon it would. Well, not toucan sams. They've had to change the colour over time. Every time they bring in a new colour for the fruit lip, his beak has to change. Oh, really? His colour scheme. So it's changed lots and lots of times. And I was looking him up before, and um, this is my favourite thing. It says here. He exhibits the ability to smell out Fruit Loops from great distances and invariably locates a concealed bowl of the cereal whilst intoning, follow your nose, it always knows. What a guy. <laughs> Here's a question for Two Kids, Sam. Does he have a question is reality? Does he have a like, he's like, I smell it again. Somebody's putting these bowls down. What is this? What, what, is, what is he like? I used to be a man. My last memory, I was just in a bank. <laughs> And now I'm smelling Fruit Loops. <laughs> now I just smell a bowl of Fruit Loops, chase after it. There it is. Eat it. Go smelling again. But it says um, the Toucan Sam, when he first started, his original voice uh, was voiced by Mel Blanc. Oh, Bugs Bunny. Uh, Bugs Bunny and like the man of a thousand. It was probably the most famous voice artist of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he just did it using his ordinary American voice. <laughs> and they were like... You know what, mate? We're actually going to swap to an English accent, and they got someone else to redo the voice. That's amazing. Cop at Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc, maybe no, put a little bit of effort into voicing yeah, your serial no, bird. He's like, guys, I'm the man of a thousand voices, but this is a thousand and one. <laughs> I'm going to start again with the Mel Blanc voice. Okay. Yeah, they went, with, they went with something else. That's amazing. What is what kind of is he? Does he have an Australian accent in our ads? Do we get uh, Fruit Loop ads? I don't know. Like, I feel like Fruit Loops are everyone knows about them now. 
so much they didn't have to bother putting it on TV. Mm. And, or maybe sugary products aren't as. But I did. You guys eat Fruit Loops growing up? I, yeah, I did. I see. I as like a special would get if I was like yeah. at a friend's house and they had Fruit Loops. That's when I, I would never get them at home. Yeah, I, that but, is the dream way to eat Fruit Loops because I went through a period when I was in early high school where I had them every day for a year. Mm. And um, ruined the magic. Confession: uh, They still tasted great, but I started having green shit every day. <laughs> oh, what? That's no incredible. word of a lie. No word of a lie. That's amazing. And I just had to stop. That's so good. So now the only fruit loop I'll uh, the only time I have fruit loops is if I buy one of those eight packs or the six packs. You know the variety, variety packs. Yeah, oh, yeah. the variety pack, and not the healthy one with like no, the just right and not stuff. the trash one. The sustain. Oh. I don't need to sustain. <laughs> I need some sugar, and I want cocoa pops. I want rice bubbles. I want frosties. Another great. Ah, oh, mm. great cereal. And a great also mascot great too. Tiger. <laughs> he was a tiger. Yes, and um, what's his? Is his name Frosty? Is it just? <laughs> is he just Frosty the Tiger? Frosty the Frost. But then the Fruit Loops. That's the only time I can eat Fruit Loops anymore. If it's in the, that variety pack, makes reminds me so much of my grandma. Um, because I remember, like as a kid, we'd be on her houseboat because she had a houseboat, which she still has, by the way. But did, did she live on it? I, I, like full time was it a holiday houseboat? No, she lived in it full time. <laughs> holiday houseboat sounds like a like a terrible comedy movie from like two thousand and four <laughs> that went like straight to DVD. And it was like Steve Martin and, and like, Cedric used, the Entertainer. You used to be great. You used to be great. <laughs> Steve Martin, what are you doing? Stop it, Steve. Or He's it's like banjo these days. <laughs> it's like Steve Martin Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's like four kids, but then there's like weird adult references, and you're like nobody really knew what this movie was going to be about. Um, no, but uh, yeah, we'd always uh, get that, and me and Ryder would fight over who got to have Cocoa Pops, and we got Fruit Loops superior to Cocoa Pops, I think. I feel. Cocoa Pops you can eat for longer, I feel, though, like as in. Yeah, cho- uh, the chocolate milk as well as the chocolate treat. It's two and. That's yeah, two. that's great. You get cereal and then chocolate milk. It's two for one. Yeah, oh. but with Fruit Loops, you get cereal and then, like, sugar milk. <laughs> That's true. Like, don't let... Wait, do Fruit Loops stain... Like, stain? Yeah. Do they change the color of the milk? I can't they remember. They kind of make it, like, an oily... Little bit, kind yeah, of, yeah, you get little bits floating around and you can... It is that oily color over the top, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? My habit was, even when I was still eating them as a teen, was to eat every single color except orange. Oh, and eat okay. orange, and I don't think they have any difference in flavor. I don't no, they, think don't. They, don't. they don't. But I would just eat the orange ones last. <laughs> that's good. No, that's I feel great. like that, that would be visually appealing. I always enjoy eating the chocolate brown M and M's first because in my head I'm like, oh, it's more chocolate. But I don't think they are as well. I think <laughs> I it's think all so. the same flavor. But if you get the brown ones maybe have less bad coloring for your insides. <laughs> yeah, so true. you're probably choosing the healthier option. <laughs> what I really like with the Fruit Loops is that. They're like a rainbow of colours, but your shit always ended up green. Yeah, it's weird, isn't That's it? That's mysterious. I know, this sounds like I'm just making stories up now, because this is the second time where it's a weird story that I can relate to. <laughs> just trying to trump my green no, shit. No, 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 no. Did, did, did one of your friends take a green shit, then an eagle took it? <laughs> and then... <laughs> it flew in. And then it, <laughs> Jeff for first. <laughs> um, no, this is this happened to my sister, because um, yeah. like after school and that, um, when we were in primary school, uh, my we used to go to like shopping every time we went shopping with my mom after school to get like groceries or whatever. Yeah. We'd always get ice cream, and my sister only ate rainbow flavored ice cream, and the same thing happened. Green shit. Yeah, green shit. Weird. And then my mom was like, "No more," because my mom, like, my sister was like five or six, and yeah. I think freaked out. And my mom <laughs> made her come and look at her shit. Yeah, yeah. Good. Hey, it's, mom five. was like panicked. They went to a doctor. The doctor's like, "Rainbow ice cream. <laughs> It'll get you." That's crazy. Yeah, Isn't rainbow ice cream just caramel? Yes, I, I was about is. to say the most disappointing. I was a big rainbow. I loved the color growing up, I mm. must have. But I was a big fan until I realized it is just caramel yeah, flavor. It's very depressing. With color. You know what? I, can, I never know what blue heaven. You know blue heaven, like blue heaven milkshake? What is blue heaven? What is it? It's, it's vanilla. Kind of, it's vanilla, isn't it? It's vanilla and raspberry or something like that. It's I seem like to remember somewhere it's like vanilla and pineapple. They're wrong. <laughs> well, I've been lied to. Yeah. I had a vanilla. <laughs> Last time I had Blue Heaven, uh, it was like a massive milkshake. It was the sickest I think I've ever felt. <laughs> milkshakes, not as good. Like the older you get, the worse they become. Oh, like, milkshakes are still great. No, I get dis- I get disappointed. Nah, I think milkshakes. I love milk and I love shakes. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but put those together, you've got yourself a problem. No, I think it's great. I think the problem is as you get older is that your ability to actually finish it increases. So mm. when you're a kid, you might... You know how when you're a kid, it used to come... If you get one at a cafe, it came in the glass and then yeah. they'd also have the extra bit in the the yeah. actual... The so metal good. container. The metal container that they've made it in. And as a kid, I'd always be like, that's awesome, but I can't finish that extra bit. But now I'm like, give it to me. <laughs> give it <laughs> all. And you're like, I'll have both. I'll have it, and I'll have it in... 
two minutes and then you'll feel sick for three hours. <laughs> and also your body, like, it's. I think it's so funny that the human body is not designed to process the milk of cows. Like, it's, 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 we shouldn't I, be doing that. I try not to think about <laughs> what cow's milk is. It's so odd. But like, as just like, no other animal eats the milk of another animal. Like, that milk isn't designed for us. And that is why we are the master. <laughs> we'll drink all your milk. It separates us from the apes. Yes. But I, th- I remember reading somewhere, like, quite recently, that scientists are like, we don't know what the long-term effects of that are going to be. <laughs> like, that might come back to bite us in the ass at some point. Evolution's just going to fuck us on that. I hope it does. I hope that, like, the last of humanity is like, we should not have drunk milk from cows. I hope that some, for some reason, yeah, like, human, like, female breast milk starts becoming more and more like cow milk because, mm. like, we drink more. more or cow, cow milk and it does the so, swatch and eventually we all turn into cow's milk <laughs> yes just, like just glasses here, of milk doing this podcast is three pints of milk <laughs> just trying to talk to each other one of them becomes a sparrow yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got any f- film birds film birds yeah birds in film birds in film birds in film um yes yes i do good that's so um i'll talk about the most obvious choice hitchcock's the birds correct that movie has not aged well. No, it Psycho hasn't. is still fine to watch. You can watch that now. And Do you still... think it's the color that let it down? I honestly, yeah, maybe. Um, all the fact, like, it's bad. Like, it relies on special effects that, yeah, sure, oh, I guess. Yeah, are, true. are rubbish now. But Alfred Hitchcock threw live birds at the actress to get her really scared of birds. So in the film, she just looked really wiry and scared. Film that. <laughs> like, that's what we're here to see. Oh, like, they didn't feel like that wasn't. Was it Tibby Tibby Hedron? Is the yeah actress? I think so, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, I think so. He, um, he was throwing birds at her to get scared. But he, they, well, filming, that was like to get into character. But they should have just filmed that. Just filmed Don't worry Hitchcock. about fake birds. <laughs> I really love the idea of like it, that. That wasn't just for birds. That was just like Alfred Hitchcock's. Like that's how he directs. He's like, hey, uh, who was the fucking guy in Rear Window? What the fuck? Uh, Johnny Depp in the remake? No. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's Secret Window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck. That's the Stephen King one. <laughs> just getting him aside being like, hey, hey, look, your, your acting's not up to snuff. And he just like pulls out a little bird cage. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. All right, go back fun. in there. I don't, I'm, like, I get it. Like directors pushing their actors, but directors should be in jail. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock should have gone to jail for that. So in Inglorious Bastards, uh, there's a scene where uh, I haven't seen it in a while, so I can't remember characters' names. But the female spy, the oh no, she's not a spy, the one that runs the cinema. Yeah, and like Christoph Waltz figures out what her plan is, and he str- strangles her. Um, when they acted that scene out, Quentin Tarantino was like, "Nah, it's shit, got to choke her properly," and he like choked her out. Jesus, actually choked. Yeah. Her. So in that scene, like, because the way it's shot, you just see hands. They're Quentin Tarantino's hands, like, strangling her. Oh, that's Tarantino's hands. Yeah. And then Christoph Waltz waltzes in and gets that Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Oh, my God. Quint- Quentin, deg- uh, he, should, he earned that. Should, again, should be in jail. But <laughs> yeah, that is def- Wow, that's just, wow. That's some hectic... It's like, I understand, like, suffering for your art, but you shouldn't be, like... Crime shouldn't be committed to well, you I, I solely for movies. So, someone was saying it. I couldn't tell you who. But someone was talking about like method actors. Yeah. And they're like, uh, I don't really understand method acting because like the point of acting is that you're acting. So like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's great that you like went out and trained to be a fireman for like <laughs> six years and like became a bodybuilder and ate raw eggs. For, but also just you can pretend that's your job. Like, they should pay Daniel Day-Lewis less because you're like you're clearly not that talented you can't just get into character you have to study for 16 years if Daniel Day-Lewis ever did a biopic on Daniel Day-Lewis he'd just be sitting there going well I don't know who I am I'm- I honestly can't remember who the yeah. real Daniel Day-Lewis is he's just like looking in a mirror just like I don't know just crying but he doesn't know Daniel Day-Lewis in Birdman where Daniel Day-Lewis keeps becoming Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> That would be Daniel Day-Lewis talking to Daniel Day-Lewis, being like, what have we become? And he's like, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Layers. I'm trying to think of other directors that should be in jail for crimes they've committed on actors that everyone's like, nah, good direct. Kubrick did it. Like, Yeah, uh, Kubrick was nuts with it. But then he was real picky because in The Shining, again, terrible with actors' names, the female, the lead that plays mm. yeah, um, forget her Jack's wife, like he stressed her out so much she started losing her hair. But then with the kid... He was just like, it's not even a horror movie. Yeah, he was like, like cuts where it's just him hanging out with the twins. I know, like that kid didn't know it was a horror movie until he was like, like 18 or something. And he was like, oh boy. He was like, wow, spooky. Wow, I should have got paid more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's not quite the same, but 
in Home Alone 1 when um, fucking, uh, what's his face? The Wet Bandits. What's the actor's name? Fuck. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, that's the ticket. Bites Macaulay Culkin's finger at the end. He left. He bit it so hard he left a scar. Like <laughs> Macaulay Culkin still has a scar on his finger from where Joe Pesci bit it and like drew blood. Oh, man, the Joe, Pe- Joe Pesci scar. <laughs> I like to imagine Joe Pesci's just a bite off. <laughs> He'll just chop your good. Or like he's just real fed up with Macaulay Culkin shit. And it, like they filmed that scene like last. And he's yeah. like, nah, fuck him. Fuck you, kid. <laughs> fuck him. Oh. <laughs> like what happened? What happened after he drew blood? And he was like, ah, ah. And they're just like on set. Did people approach Joe Pesci and be like, Joe Pesci, why did you bite Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> Joe Pesci, he's underage. <laughs> You're going to jail. Joe Pesci, you can't just bite a kid. And they'll be like, no, you'll see in acting and <laughs> directors, you can just commit crimes and it's fine. I love Joe Pesci just being like, no, just in character. And they're like, ah, Joe, but. That, that's not going to stand up in court, man. <laughs> but I love uh, if Tarantino would directed that scene he'd be like it's just not a good you're not biting let me bite Macaulay give me a hand come here I'm bite here. It. I'll do this I got this Joe Pesci sit down <laughs> bite off Macaulay Pesci I'm getting you an Oscar <laughs> <laughs> to fucking Quentin Tarantino just goes around and gets people on by committing crimes yeah, yeah. he's like oh, look not good enough I'll step in even on films he's not the right <laughs> I got this like <laughs> I just I don't know like James Cameron he's like look uh, your acting's not up the snuff. Thank you, but we're just gonna get Quentin in for the day. <laughs> He's just gonna tighten up everything. He does all the parts. <laughs> Quentin's good at the violent bits. We'll get him to jump children's fingers and what have you. <laughs> and on that note, I've been Jackson Bailey. I've been Joel Dusha. I have been Dave Warnicky. Do you have anything to plug, Dave? Oh yes. Um, my I've just started a new podcast called Do Go On. Okay. Do Go On to uh, Melbourne comedians, uh, Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Uh, we just dropped our first three episodes a couple of days ago on cool. Tuesday. And um, it's a show where we take it in turns to research a topic in secret. And then uh, we present a class report to try and educate the others <laughs> cool. on the topic. So the first ones we've talked about why the Mona Lisa is famous. We've talked about the history of... AFL, and I know that sounds boring. I'm not a sports guy at all, but it was really, really interesting. And uh, the Beatles, how the Beatles started. So stuff like that. That's awesome. Where can we find it? Oh, you can find it. We just, oh, pardon me. You can find us on Twitter at DoGoOnPod, which if you look (laughs) written down, looks like DoGoonPod. So (laughs) enjoy that very much. Uh, Just quickly, you mentioned it. When AFL started, they used to wear hats, yeah? Yeah, caps, and there was also no limit to how many people were on a team, so you could have 100 people <laughs> versus 100. Oh, my God, that's amazing. So it was amazing. just absolutely insane. That's, <laughs> that's the so best. good. Well, yeah, we should all check that out, and thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I had a great time. Oh, I love good. birds. I love birds. <laughs> love birds. I'm <laughs> just going to turn into a falcon and fly away. <laughs> become a flamingo real quick. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com.